following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. The Nostalgia Funhouse proudly dedicates all episodes in the loving memory of Connie Chirac. Hey, Johnny. I'm glad oh. you finally showed up. Oh, man, I'm sorry. Uh, I got lost on the way here. I mean, this is a heck of a line for this show. Yeah, I, I heard the show is great. Like, I've heard nothing but good things. Uh, it, you know, the Talk No Less Politics show, it sounds fantastic. I don't think we're standing in line for that one. That's what, I think it's, that's what this I think is. It's, no. I, Politics, I, no, I, let's talk about it. That's what no, this show's called. I see a different... Wait. Oh, okay. No, yes, no we're politics. standing... No. No, we're standing in line for the Nostalgia Funhouse. Oh, you know what? That sounds even better. Jeez. You know what? They probably got a really great sponsor. I bet they do. Should I get the hot dogs or the hamburgers? You'd be surprised who's coming into AMPM Mini Markets for our Mix and Match special. Hamburger, great, great. Hot dog, terrific. Now you can get two Armor hot dogs or two 100% all beef hamburgers or even one of each done right here for just 99 cents. This is it. I have a hot dog and a hamburger. Sir, would you like a bag? A bag? Is there a choice? What are people? Hello and welcome to the Nostalgia Fun House. A fun house. I am one of your hosts uh, with the sort of most. I am Johnny Towns, and I'm joined by my other host with the definite most, Mr. Andrew Lins. I think you have the most. One of us has the most. I don't know who. Maybe we should split the most equally. I like this. I like this. And equal most. Equal, equal most. Yeah, equal most. Who has the most? We equally do. We, <laughs> we're the only show with the equally most. That's right. You'll hosts. never see another show quite like this where both hosts are equally the most. <laughs> and that's what we that's what you need in this world. Is that's right. equally most. In this day and age where everything seems to be going awful, you need a host. No, nay, I say. One host with the most? Sure, that's fine. But you know what would make that even better? Let's double it. Two hosts who both are the most. (laughs) (laughs) It's way too much most, but we're going to try and jam-pack all that most. It could be so much most, Andrew. The world will not know what to do with it. (laughs) (laughs) We are going to go into the Guinness Book of World Records for having the most most. That's our goal. If we don't make it there... I will do something drastic. I'm going to set something on fire. <laughs> I don't know what yet, but whatever I set on fire, it will be the most. <laughs> it will be the most fire you've ever yeah, seen. The most fire, yeah. <laughs> That's how we do it. We're the hostesses with the mostesses. Always have a problem with that. Like when something's plural, but it feels like it's already plural, it really confuses me. <laughs> Isn't that just like an I then, like octopi? Oh, maybe so. So would that be like most eye? <laughs> That's tough. We're the host eyes with the most eye. That's bo- <laughs> most eye. Sounds like some people from most Isley. We're like, we're going <laughs> to make, make our own city on Tatooine and we're just going to call it most eye. It definitely sounds Star Wars-y and somehow. 
yeah. we got to go to most die that's where the new jedi is at <laughs> and i guarantee it even if it's its own planet it's a damn desert 100 percent. it will definitely be desert always a desert there's no way it's anything but desert <laughs> But it will be the most desert. <laughs> there's no just like, I know we're getting off here, but do you ever notice that there's like no like just normal planet in Star Wars that I've seen so far? Yeah, what can like you like a, just like a normal planet? Like just wanna just like you know, like Earth has a little bit of everything. <laughs> yeah, like either it's cold or it's super yeah. hot, or it's and it still confuses me if Endor is its own planet or that was the moon of Endor. Yeah, I'm really confused by that too. I just assumed it is indoor, uh, or it could be outdoor. It, as a matter of fact, you know what they they confirmed it, it is actually indoor. Yeah, so indoor because is, of the Ewok movies. Yeah, so indoor is the sister planet to outdoor. <laughs> it's next to the pharmacy when you go into Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I'm very proud, too proud of myself. Uh, but this is, of course, the Nostalgia Funhouse, yes. where we, each week, bring you something fun from the past. But, yeah. Andrew, every once in a while, we like to start the show with a, a segment that we call... Nostalgia yeah. nostalgia Fix or crash, Cash Grab Desk. We haven't done one in a while, so... That's right. So what we're going to do, we're going to bring up something that just came out, and we're going to decide, hey, is this great nostalgia fun? Uh, is this thing awesome? Or are they just trying to cash in on something from the past? And today, we're going to talk about Weird, the Al Yankovic story. This is one of the greatest movies I've ever seen, <laughs> ever. Daniel Radcliffe needs an Oscar, an Academy Award, a Golden Globe. He's got to get an EGOT for this. <laughs> he's got to get any award that is out there for best yeah. actor. Yeah, he's the most. He's the actor the, with the most. Uh, he is no longer Harry Potter in my eyes. Says the first he's, one. He's Weird Al. Yeah, he is, he's the weird one. <laughs> normies, <laughs> you're the bunch normie. Of, bunch of normies. <laughs> oh my goodness! Before uh, we jump into that, yeah, Andrew, like on a scale of one to ten, with him being a giant Weird Al fanatic, like how much of a fan of Weird Al are you? Oh, jeez. Um. I probably don't know as much, but I do know, and I anything Weird Al I've pretty much watched. I gotta say, I'm like a ton. I'm a giant yeah, yeah. fan. Weird uh, Al, to me, was the musical genre I could get into because I'm not a musical person. Yeah, at, at all, I cannot play a guitar. I cannot play. I played the trombone, like I mentioned last episode, but that was for like a year. Yeah. And that's and, just so you could like whenever something funny happened, you could go. Wah, wah. I couldn't even do that barely. <laughs> I was, I just remember wanting to quit because they said I didn't hold the trombone close enough to my like hard enough to my mouth. Oh man, I so know a certain banshee, podcast that can tell you how to <laughs> put something at what degree angle correctly to your mouth. <laughs> I, is it the panel discussion? <laughs> no, no. Oh. They'll send you a whole manifesto. Uh, that's oh, paragraphs long. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I know. I know the answer to this one. Inside joke. Oh I man! Remember my band teacher, like just shoving the trombone in my face, going, "You got to put it harder." God. Just like would just. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm with you. I've always loved music, but I, 
cannot play anything. I, I I even wanted to learn, and I just it just doesn't register with me how to do it. <laughs> and I tried. And I have people in my family who are very good uh, musically with guitars, and um, like my mom is a fantastic singer. Uh, you know, um, my grandparents where um they played in, a, in in the church I grew up in all the time uh my uncles play guitar so it does run in the family it just skipped me <laughs> <laughs> but that's what makes weird Al so great though is that yeah it was that special niche comedic genre where you could listen to it enjoy it and say I could kind of do something musically yeah, uh, I can most certainly change the lyrics to pre-existing songs. <laughs> yes. His original, I'm not talking about Eat It, like in the movie, but his original <laughs> song, Dare to be Stupid, that's like yeah, based off of a Devo, is probably one of my favorite songs on yeah. the greatest soundtrack ever, the Transformers, the movie soundtrack from 1986. Nobody can tell me anything otherwise about that movie. <laughs> It's a great soundtrack, but he is on there with Dare to Be Stupid. But oh man, I do I, I do love his originals too. I think they get overlooked. Yeah, uh, but he has some really good ones. Uh, I really like enjoy the night that Senna went crazy. That's a, yes. what I really like. I also like when he does those. Like every album would have like a um, a polka melody type yes. thing. I love those too, where he just takes like a song and he doesn't change the lyrics, but he just goes through a bunch of them and plays them with the, his accordion, and it's it's incredible. <laughs> So for this movie, I really liked it because I watched Weird Al behind the music when VH1 was having it. And yeah. it was probably the cleanest behind the music there ever was. Yes. And then yeah. this comes out and it is a parody of that. And it ramps up Weird Al to like a thousand. And watching the, watching the behind the music and watching this movie, I'm like, this is... The, that's why I have to say it's the greatest thing I've ever seen because it is Weird Al. This is what everything you want from Weird Al in a movie. It does kind of remind me of UHF, but yeah, if you were telling the story of Weird Al, yeah, this is how he should should do it, right? Like uh, it's it's also such high quality, honestly, that it, it most certainly could have got like a theatrical release. Yeah. That's how well made this is. And the fact that you get it free on Roku is pretty incredible. This is so good that I am praying that to do a physical release so I can get it because I would love to have the movie as a physical release. But it is, it is very very funny. Everyone in it, everyone uh, in this movie is a level fantastic. I want to see the blooper reel because there's yes. no way some of those things were said without people breaking character. Yeah, there's so many characters and comedians that pop up in this. Guaranteed there's going to be some great throwaway lines or something in that. Uh it's just so incredible. And it's all based on Funny or Die put out like this uh trailer years ago. Uh, I'm talking like 5 plus years ago of a Weird Al movie and like Aaron Paul from uh Breaking Bad played Al in that and it had a lot of big names in it too. Uh but but he would play this at his live shows, this little trailer. And he said he just got tired of people literally coming up all the time and asking him, when's that movie coming out? <laughs> so he's like, all right, I'll do it. And that's what we got. We got this. And it is just beyond fantastic. Basically, everything in this movie is almost exactly opposite what happened in his real life. Yeah. <laughs> like his parents were actually pretty uh, supportive. They were all for him having an accordion. 
I think it's I think one of the stories I heard him tell was his parents actually picked the accordion for him. Over like it could have been accordion. Guitar. Yeah, over the electric guitar. <laughs> because there was like another Yankovic person who was an accordion or something who played accordion before him or something like that. Something I, of of that gist. But uh yeah, and like he's been married to the same woman forever. Uh he's uh, not really ever done drugs or anything like that. But you can't have a biopic with just like somebody going through squeaky clean. Like his biggest, no. his biggest uh, thing, like uh, it's not even a red flag. Like his biggest whatever in his career is probably the thing with um, Coolio, mm-hmm. and they and they settled that beef. Like they they yeah. like Coolio, Coolio even came out and said that he was a, a, like he wished he had understood that you know because he he actually felt bad for being mad about it. So. <laughs> Which is great because that's my probably my favorite Weird Al song is that oh, one. Is that, is that one? I'm still a big fan of like the original Dare to Be Stupid. Favorite parody? Yeah, probably. Yeah, probably Amish Paradise. You got to realize I grew up in a Mennonite church, and even say the word Mennonite in a song, it just didn't ever happened. <laughs> and I heard that lyric, and I was like, "Whoa, whoa, what? Wait a minute!" And uh, uh, you know, we're all just crazy Mennonites, you know. <laughs> I love the the father like you said because the parents are very supportive of him in real life and the father found out is played by for all you pete and pete fans out there yeah this movie it's played by Artie, the strongest man in the world that's right and i love it how they're just like he's like seven years old or eight years old as it starts and he's like maybe i could get you a job at the factory which is i love that they never they literally every loose end uh, is kind of covered except for what they make at that factory. You will <laughs> never find out. <laughs> I love it when he starts yelling at him. <laughs> starts yelling at it's like you just call it the factory. What do you even make down there? I love that the party that he gets caught at is an gets. It's like it's a bad thing. It's an accordion yeah. party. <laughs> the the whole party. She's like, you may like Lawrence Welk, but so and so is so much better. And it's like, <laughs> <laughs> not even close <laughs> it's so great it. but oh man there's so many uh, good there's so much good stuff in this movie i don't even want to spoil it like i just no. want people to what it's free uh i highly highly suggest if you have just even the smallest bit of uh nostalgia for weird al th- this is a must see yes uh this is definitely a nostalgia fix absolutely amazing yeah <laughs> If you're a fan of Weird Al, you're going to be a fan of this. Like you said, the cameos are just off the wall for everybody. And the way that they find the people for 1980s kind of celebrities at that point. Yeah. Where they're not really huge, but they're celebrities that you would remember. Like you see a guy playing Pee Wee Herman and And Gallagher. Yeah. yeah. And then that's that's Paul F. Tompkins, I think, is playing Gallagher. Yes. Uh, but uh, there's a lot. If you if you're also like a hardcore comedy comedy nerd like I am, you're going to recognize a lot of people in this. <laughs> Jack Black as like, Wolfman Jack. Yeah, Thomas Lennon gets the the snot beat out of him because he's trying to sell an accordion. <laughs> so <laughs> they tell him to be quiet as he's choking on his own blood. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so many great things. Um, and also, I mean, I'm not saying this as exaggeration. The ending of this movie, for me personally, is a top three all-time ending to a movie. It is so fantastic and out of nowhere. 
uh, I <laughs> it really brought back vibes of of um the Holy Grail, you know, the Monty Python and the Holy Grail right. ending, uh, which is one of my all time favorite endings. <laughs> Uh, so this one really brings back those same vibes in a way where it just comes out of left field. Like in, I can spoil Monty Ponte because it's been out forever. They literally, they're, you think that they're in ca- like days of castles and, and King Arthur, but at the end they just get arrested <laughs> so, <laughs> by like, by like present day police. <laughs> That's how that movie is. I love uh, that movie. That movie is so fantastic. Uh, it's one of my all-time favorites. But uh, yeah, it, and just like that movie, Weird Al has a lot of quotable parts in it as well. Uh, but yeah, it most certainly is Nostalgia Fix. I think we both agree hardcore on this one. So let's get into our topic today. From one, say, comedic genius to another, this is a uh, guy that you brought. I'm not really too familiar with Mr. Don Knotts. Like I know Barney Fife, I yeah. know um, um, who is he, Mister Furley, yeah, the Mister Roper. But but other than that, uh, he was just known as Barney Fife to me. But this guy was like brings back a lot of nostalgia memories for you. Yeah, he's very. He had a fascinating life too, um, and I'll get into that here mm-hmm. shortly. But uh, yeah, he's highly influential especially in comedy circles, uh, not just for the things he said, but for physical comedy, like how to um, react to something in a comedic way is an art form. Honestly, it's truly really an art form. And he, I would dare say, would be one of the grandmasters of said art form, form of that. Like how Barney would react to things in Mayberry uh is grade a comedy just his reactions and him trying to handle things while still trying to act like he's uh you know tough (laughs) and things like that is just some incredible stuff obviously i grew up watching uh, the andy griffith show it was one of the things that um would always come on so we would watch it all the time and i even recently rewatched it Uh, and honestly i think it still holds up overall it's still fairly good uh, and it's the interactions between Barney and uh, Andy Griffith that really makes that show. But uh, yeah, he there's only been a, a few times when a celebrity passed away that it really affected me. I mean, mm-hmm. Robin Williams definitely affected me. A couple pro wrestlers like Roddy Piper affected me. Uh, but Don Knotts also also did, even though. You know, he was an older, he's like 80 in his early 80s. Uh, it was still sad to to me. And um, man, it, it was a punch in the gut, you know. Uh, but uh, it, it's it's pretty fascinating, his his life, actually, even before he gets into acting. Yeah. Because it kind of comes out of nowhere, really. Yeah, Don Knotts is, I think, mostly like what you said, Andy Griffin show. And it it's one of those, the Andy Griffin show, I think, is one of those transgenerational yes tv shows that uh our grandparents probably watched our parents watched kind of passed it on to us either through nick at night i think it was like huge on tbs i don't know why i remember it being always on TV. i remember that too like they played it all the time yeah yeah and the great theme song too uh oh yes <laughs> uh, that's that's gonna be like one of the top 10 most 
Like as soon as anybody whistles, that's what you think of, right? Yeah. Ron Howard. I mean, Deanna Griffin show is great, but he was that supporting guy in that show that everybody, everybody remembered. Yeah. Like all the Uh, way through, even though he didn't get his own (laughs) spinoff that went to Mr. Gomer Pyle. Well, there's a story behind all that and I can get into it, but basically he was born in West Virginia, like a small town in West Virginia, and his dad uh, had mental issues. He was like a schizophrenic and everything like that. So growing up was fairly rough for him, and um, he would uh, try to kind of figure out what he wanted to do. He'd end up going into, was it the Army or the Navy? It was one or the other. I think he went um, to the Army. He ended up on the water either way. Yeah, the um, army. So when he was serving, he he actually found out he liked to entertain, and he would entertain the other troops by doing. Uh, he was a ventriloquist, and he had a dummy, and eventually he decided, you know what, I can do this myself. And famously, he threw the dummy overboard <laughs> into the great sea, and that's kind of where his career started taking off. As soon as he got back, he uh started looking for work. He moved to New York. I think it was. And it was kind of by chance. He found out that uh, he started, he he did radio first and he actually had a pretty popular show on the radio and he found out they were doing a play and he goes, well, he ran over to see if he could get into the play and that play, the lead was none other than Andy Griffith himself. And that's how the two meet. And they honestly became, they really were lifelong uh, besties or whatever you want to say. They were very close uh, from then on out. And the story goes that they kind of went their separate ways after that play. Uh, Andy Griffith started developing a show. He put out a pilot for what would become the Andy Griffith show. And Don Knotts saw it and he called Andy and he was like, hey, don't you think you need a deputy? Yeah. And bam, that's all it took. Uh, and then the Andy Griffith show became a classic. And Barney was on there for five years until like he started getting movie deals and he felt like he needed to get in on that. Um, but that's kind of why he didn't get that spinoff is he, he actually famously tried to uh, like make excuses to stay. Like he wanted to have a part of the show. Like he wanted to own a part of it and that didn't work out. So uh, he went on to start doing movies, which, you know, he's been in some, we can talk about his movies here in a minute, but he um, would, uh, uh, he would just start doing that, and so Gomer Powell would get the spinoff, which I don't remember how long that one lasted, but it was all right. It wasn't awful, uh, but uh, you know, a Marty hey. spinoff would have been much, much better, I think. It was Gomer Powell USMC. Yeah, see, there you go. Yeah, Can't yeah. say anything bad. Even if it was Darlene, bad, don't, don't say, don't say anything bad about it. I'm pretty sure <laughs> that actor is like from my area, so I can't say anything bad. Jim Neighbor, I think so. Yeah, I love my one of my my favorite part is me myself and Irene. Yeah. And Jim Carrey's like, they're watching Jim Neighbors singing. He's like, can you believe that's Gomer Pyle? <laughs> yeah. Then they yeah. switched to Richard Pryor. I'm yeah. I'm trying to figure out what, how long that did run for. Yeah, I don't remember. I remember the show for sure, but yeah. Yeah, I remember watching it like on TV Land. Yeah. Oh, uh, and for he... five seasons, Gomer Pyle, USMC. Oh, wow. And so I was thinking like three, but five, that's pretty good then. Yeah, I would say it's success. Then, if you can get five seasons out of something, that's pretty successful. I, you know, I did an episode like a while ago, 
and it was like top five favorite pop culture duos. Yeah. And I did some honorable mentions and I don't even think I did an honorable mention because of how they we're talking about Don Knotts, but they're still interconnected just from the Andy Griffin show. And it's gotta be one of the greatest pop culture duos of all time. Andy and Barn. Oh, I think so. Yeah. It's, it's gotta be up there. Like that's, I know you mentioned some stuff about Matlock and being Don Knotts being, I would keep on calling him Barney Fleck. Don Knotts <laughs> being on Matlock. And it just seems like that just would go together. Like whatever one would do, one would kind of be there because they're just they were very, interconnected with yeah, each and they other. Were very, and they were very supportive of each other in real life too. Uh, so that's, man, that's, uh, it's pretty incredible to have that kind of friendship. Uh, I would say uh, that's, it's pretty awesome. Uh, he, uh, you know, Don Knotts, like we said, um, I'm trying to remember the first Don Knotts movie that I saw. Uh, I saw so many because he did a lot of stuff for, uh, like that kids could watch, and my and my grandparents were big fans of them. We're gonna bring that up, Johnny. <laughs> Get kids like you Robocop. We're talking about check out the latest episode of Crafting and Drafting, and we'll we're, yeah, where I break uh, Andrew's heart and let them know that Robocop is not a kids movie. <laughs> I don't understand why. <laughs> Mine, I think, would have been the incredible Mr. Lippet. Yeah. First Don Dots movie I ever saw. And that had to be one of the coolest because even for, you know, the time, this was amazing because this is live action and a cartoon at the same time. Yeah. And it, that's probably one of the most groundbreaking things. Who, and Other than the first one, I kind of remember watching anything like that. Well, who was it with? Dancing with Jerry. I want to say Fred Astaire, but it's not Fred Astaire. I can't remember. But that was it. Um, Mine was probably, my grandma really liked the Apple Dumpling Gang, so I saw that a bunch. So that was probably the main one for me. And then I moved on to Mr. Limpet and the Shakiest Gun in the West. Shakiest Gun in the West, I just recently watched. That is, that is really, really good if you love just guys that kind of get put into a situation they're not used to and they yeah. kind of just like go through it it reminds me of like oh what was the bill murray movie the spy i knew too little and stuff like that oh when when they're way in over their head yeah much. i love yeah. i love that stuff like they're in over their head or they're not quite sure what's going on that's probably why i love big trouble in world china so much yeah, and also, of course the one movie we don't want to talk about because we couldn't afford it. Could not afford it. The Ghost of Mr. Chicken. Uh yeah. don't mention that to us on the street. It's no brings bad vibes our way. <laughs> we couldn't afford that movie. Uh but yeah, it, it's gotta be Apple Dumpling game for me. But like just go through his IMDB. He was involved in so many things that it's kind of mind blowing besides uh you know, the like he he was in a lot of animated stuff too, like doing voices and stuff. I mean, he had, even his voice is iconic, right? Yeah, pleasant sounds. Yeah, Pleasantville. Yes, it, it. I think it's one of those movies that it's probably not the best, but he plays a cool role in being the guy in the TV, and he fits perfectly with that time period that they kind of drag the kids into. Yeah, and he's plays a really great role in Pleasantville. Yeah, he's just man, what a what a legend. What a legend. 
Yeah. And it's very clear to see, like you were saying before, just how he influenced so many who came after him. Like, it's just really easy to see that. I watched an interview with him when he was on uh, the Conan O'Brien show. That's... And it's it's an incredible interview. You you can just see it in in, in Conan's eyes as he's interviewed. him. It's like, man, this is a legend. And it's, who and if you know anything about Conan and his comedy, uh, does a lot of physical humor mm-hmm. in his stuff and with his facial expressions. So, uh, certain influence there. Jim Carrey, like you said, for sure. Martin Short, for sure. Oh, so many that he influenced. Um, that that would go on to influence other people themselves. I uh, watched a lot of Conan O'Brien. Like, yeah, I did too. Yeah, a weird face. It's kind of where I would stay up and watch. I never, I didn't like Jay Leno, but I'd watch Letterman, and then I try and stay up to watch Conan. Yeah, and a lot of big names on Conan. But in that interview, that is the first time I got to say where he really was one hundred percent starstruck. Yeah, you could tell. Like, this is like the guy sitting there, and he was. And I think Dave Chappelle was there, so that's even great too. You got Dave Chappelle yeah. and Don Knotts yeah. on the same on the same stage, and he's talking to Don Knotts like he is the biggest blockbuster Hollywood star, yeah, ever. And I'm not taking anything away from Don Knotts because he he is a legend, but to see Conan O'Brien who interviews star after star after star yeah. on a nightly basis get so starstruck with Don Knotts and like he was intentively leaning in and just there wasn't even really an interview in a way it was just him like hey can you do that classic Barney fight yeah. thing like he was he was a fanboy he almost <laughs> became like was. the Chris Farley show skit he almost became that yes yeah, yeah. Like, remember when you used to do stuff the, the yeah. movement yeah. On the Andy Griffin show, yeah. yeah, that was that was cool. That was cool. <laughs> and then he he was like, "Can you do that now?" That was, I think, that was the part where I was like, "This guy is one hundred percent starstruck." When yeah. like, can, "Can you do it now?" <laughs> yeah, like, can you do that reaction face you have now? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man, it's so great. Uh, it's it's really easy to see. You know, we're kind of in an era of where physical comedy is uh, not as prevalent as other stuff and i miss it you know um i kind of brought this up before but uh like there's like a mount rushmore of the of physical comedians and don os would for sure be up there i'd put rowan atkinson up there for mr bean uh i'd put jim varney up there for Ernest. um just these people who just with their facial expressions can tell a story honestly Uh, and on top of that their acting is also phenomenal I'm not taking anything away from their acting it's just like they had the complete package when it comes to um they could tell jokes with their words and stuff and be funny but they could also just with how they would react to something be hilarious and that is a real true skill i i watched the don not special and i missed a lot of jokes because i was doing i was doing something else and i was kind of like paying attention going back and forth and i missed a lot of jokes because I would hear laughter, but I wouldn't hear anything. Yeah. And all of a sudden you, I'd rewind it and it would just be the facial expressions. And like you mentioned, Martin short and Jim Carrey, and you can see if you watch a Don Knotts movie and then you go back and you watch those guys, you see that, that character of just not, 
it's saying a joke, but how can I amplify it through my movements and yes. my facial expressions? And you see, I'm not going to lie. I watched Shaky as Gun of the West and the way that he was talking and, you know, interacting with uh, the scene with the Native Americans and stuff like that. I saw a little bit of Ace Ventura when nature calls and some of that. So I'm not going to lie. And I think he said like, what is that? Guana? I think they say yeah. guana in that too. And I'm like, wait a minute. I've heard guana before. It was just oh, man. putting two and two together where you get this guy that we, a lot of people love and Jim Carrey love. All. I don't know too many people that don't love Jim Carrey movies. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and you see this guy before him in Don Knotts where he was like, this guy's great. If I could just imitate him and be on his level. And we're, we're starting to forget about Don Knotts. And that's kind yeah. of, it's, it's kind of a sad thing where you got to keep on, like I said, it's got to be a transgenerational thing where we've got to keep on passing him on, passing him on through. Yeah, we need, we should do a, a tier list one day of just uh physical comedians like, uh, you know, uh, Does Charlie Chaplin's of... count because I watched the kid. Yeah, that yeah. was a that was a great, great yeah. I put them movie. the Three Stooges. Oh, uh, the three. Uh, I would put I'd put Chris Farley in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of names that you could put in this that we could have a lot of fun with. But I'd probably eight here almost all of them. <laughs> That's me. yeah. I don't think they. I, I love the stuff. Uh, but yeah, it, it's just the fact that he could tell a story with not only his words but his uh the way he reacted things with his face and his body. Um, I, nobody's ever done a funnier nervous person than yeah. than Don Knotts or tough guy that's who's not like, who's obviously not tough at all. Yeah, yeah. I watched one clip where he was talking to kids and about going into the jail. And Andy, I think that's the best part about watching the Andy Griffith show is Andy just kind of takes a step back <laughs> from everything. And I guess Andy Griffin was supposed to get a lot more lines, and he was like, no. I'm gonna be the straight man. Yeah, Just he like, recognized he recognized what made this show work right away. And he's talking to these kids about being incarcerated and everything else, and getting locked up. And there's yeah. not gonna be any peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> and Don Knotts won a lot of won a couple awards uh, for playing Barney, but he was always always quick to say that none of that was possible without Andy Griffith. Like he always gave Andy credit, and it's true. Like the reason why that show is the classic that he is. It's not just because of Don Knotts. It's because of that chemistry that he had with Andy Griffith that really made that show work because they played off each other so well. Uh, yeah. And like, I would have really thought for the longest time, I mean, as I came up first saw it, I really thought they were cousins, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were related at one point too. Like yeah. I, I didn't know what they were exactly, but I thought they were related. Like it just made sense. Cause it was very, it seemed like they spent a lot of time together. Because of how well they played off each other, uh, right. yeah. I mean, the most I told you the one of the most heartbreaking things I watched this week was uh, when Don Knotts passed away. The Today Show interviewed Andy Griffith, and you could just tell like a part of his soul was gone, right? Like it just he was so heartbroken. Um, and I was like, man, that's that's how you know a friendship was real, you know, when it really affects somebody like that. So, um, man, what uh, what a legend! Good God, uh, yeah, our, yeah, yeah. So, what a way to continue our our great Barney month. Yeah, I definitely have to say I like this Barney a lot better than the last Barney we watched, but both are loving and caring individuals. So yeah, <laughs> you're right. Together. Yeah, you're right. They really are. 
Uh, they truly, truly are. And I'm sure both of them were somehow into tantric sex. <laughs> I don't, I was looking at I was looking at his awards, and there's TV Land Awards, and I don't think there's and he won a uh, favorite second banana in 2003. I think he was also named because they said it in the in the Conan O'Brien appearance. He was like the top ten TV characters of all time or something like oh, that. TV God. Guide list or something. To I that would nature. love to go through that because. Oh God, that's nostalgia right there. Just the TV Guide itself. <laughs> oh yeah, I I did eat, sleep, and list. <laughs> we did magazines. Yeah, TV Guide was on there. Oh, that's a plus tier for me. Yeah. TV guy was like, I can't remember what number it was, but I don't think when it comes to TV guide, if you were born in our time period before even the TV guide channel. Yeah. That was seen into the future as I said, because you could see what was coming on. Yeah. I big deal. That was something my mom got every time she went to the grocery store to get groceries for the week. She would also pick up the TV guide. And I would devour that thing. I would not only read what was going to happen in the shows I liked that week, but I would I'd have to read cheers and jeers <laughs> <laughs> to see if I agreed with the cheering and the jeering. Oh man, they they won't show the list. I was trying to see what what it was, but even just to find the list of top, I, and it very odd when it came to that list because I think Archie Bunker was number one. I could see that though. I mean, that's a major TV character. Yeah, I, I watched all of the All of the Families. He he definitely deserves it as a love. Yeah. Oh yeah. Love or hate character. But Don yeah. Knotts definitely, definitely, definitely a comedic legend. And if you love anything comedy, check out Don Knotts. Just anything by him. Yeah, but just know that it's going to cost you to watch The Ghost of Mr. Chicken. Yeah, but you can watch The Shaky Has Gun in the West. <laughs> what's what's that on? It's on YouTube. So we just okay. like threw it up there. <laughs> so we threw it up there, and I was like, oh, a Don Knotts movie. I'm going to watch this. I've never seen this one. You know, the I Apple think, Dumpling. I think, game, I think, yeah, I think those are on Disney Plus, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Both of those are. <laughs> no. No ghost of Mr. Chicken one day. Yeah. Despite the fact that that's a really great movie. Yeah. I would, um, I'm so hyped to see this movie. Like I've never <laughs> been before. <laughs> but I will never allow you to pay for it. So it's no. got to be free when you watch it. <laughs> I swear. If I find, it, the sad thing is, if I find it at like Walmart and like the $5 bin and like a Don Knotts oh, collection, it's like worth it. Yep. It, it's good. That's not even a second thought. Yeah. That's a must have. oh man uh yeah very excited um we're going to continue our barney month somehow yeah by switching a name we're going to change our friend's name to barney and i hope they're cool with it because it's it's happened with or without their consent it's all (laughs) it's only during once we start because uh we are starting a wonderful idea that johnny had uh next week we're going to court oh, yeah we're going we're going to pop culture court is what we're going to do uh next week on the nostalgia funhouse we're taking uh the, well the wet bandits slash sticky bandits i should say are taking kevin McAllister to court uh and we're going to find out if uh, first of all will he be tried as an adult <laughs> <laughs> that's and second there. of all was there multiple attempted murders we're going to find out 
on the next Nostalgia Funhouse. Yeah, it's going to be me and Andrew. We're each going to have a side, uh, and we're going to have a guest as a judge. So stay tuned for that. I'm very excited to, to see what happens here. going to be Brian Finch, but... Uh, Barney Finch for well, our concerns. He's going to be, as the judge, he's Barney Finch. Yeah, so we're going to figure out what we're going to do for our Thanksgiving episode. We've got to involve Barney in some shape or form. <laughs> We'll, we'll figure it out. We'll, yeah. we'll figure. It out. I mean, we're your hosts with the mosts, so we will figure this out. We will somehow, some way, shove Barney into everything. <laughs> just, just this month. <laughs> yeah, just this month, and after like, that, no more Barney. <laughs> like stuffing into turkey, we are shoving Barney <laughs> yes. into your ears. That's right. Uh, every time you turn the show on, this is month. there a Flintstone Thanksgiving special? <laughs> oh man. There's got to be, right? They surely did something with Thanksgiving. That show was around for so long. Oh, man. Because they most certainly had a Barney. Yes. Probably. There's a question there. Who do you think is the most famous Barney? Oh, man. If you took the three, like the when you say Barney, I'm only thinking of three. Yeah. The Purple Dinosaur, Don Knotts, and the Flintstones. That's the three Barneys you think of. Yeah. Oh man, well, I'm going to, for me personally, I'm already going to knock out the purple dinosaur. I understand that he's giant famous, but like he came after I was too old for him. Uh, so it's, it's got to be either uh, the, the Flintstones, because that's a show I, I not only liked, but you know, I was a big fan of Fruity Pebbles, <laughs> the cereal. Uh, and uh, so I saw those characters all the time Saturday mornings. And it's great. Yeah. Uh, and uh, also, the Flintstones movie brought me the McRib. So, uh, you know, so <laughs> look, I was a nostalgia there. So I'm trying to decide between, it's either between that or Don Knotts, for sure, easily for me. But Don Knotts would probably inch it out, just barely. See, I got Barney Rubble. Yeah. Just inching it out over Don Knotts. I get it, I get it. Either one, I'm totally cool with winning. I need to make it. I'm, I'm definitely got to make that at some point. Which Barney do you feel is the most? Which Barney is your favorite? Yeah, that's a great poll question. I would. I'm going with Barney Rubble every day of the week. I'm so just our, a little bit. Yeah, go to our Facebook. Andrew does some awesome stuff on our Facebook. Yes. He's constantly putting what's happening in pop culture that day, and um, he'll. Uh, probably do little things like, "Hey, which is the best Barney?" We're gonna be doing that, obviously, because it's we gotta we gotta know what you guys think. Uh, go to our uh, go to our Patreon. We do some fun stuff there, some fun skits that you get for only a dollar. It's extra audio that's exclusive to that that I'm very proud of, and uh, we're gonna be adding more to that. And we need more Patreon so we can afford things like the Ghost of Mister Chicken. <laughs> Once we hit the hit our goal of what we need about what seven bucks, yeah, total. seven. We need seven bucks. So I mean, him both can, can both watch the yeah. We will do a review to thank every patron that has helped us out to achieve our goal of watching the ghost of Mister Chicken. Yeah, you you will be an exclusive producer on that episode yes. of allowing us to watch the ghost of Mister Chicken, and I don't. I'm pretty sure you can put that on your taxes. 
<laughs> That's charity work if I've ever heard it. <laughs> I think so. I think it should be a GoFundMe. You know, <laughs> just go GoFundMe. We should do a GoFundMe for seven, seven bucks. Seven. We'll go eight just to be ca- just in case. Yeah, we're gonna cover taxes. Yeah, because they they do do taxes on that stuff now. Yeah, we're gonna do so. Stay tuned for a GoFundMe. Uh, we're gonna try to raise eight dollars <laughs> so we can watch the guts of Mister Chicken. So we need is eight dollars. <laughs> I really want to do this now. <laughs> I guarantee you there's never been another GoFundMe like that ever. I feel so bad doing it because there's like there's so many there's real there's real ones on there people who have real needs. Yes. We're like, you know what, we just want to watch this movie. There's literally people on there who are like they need money for medical stuff to save their life. And we're like, hey, we want to watch the ghost of Mr. Chicken. Can you give us eight bucks? <laughs> That's like Jerry Springer talk show material right there. <laughs> like old school Donahue, yeah. Oprah Winfrey. We're going to have chairs thrown at us. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Sally Jesse Raphael. Like people go, what is wrong with you? I really wanted to watch the ghost of Mr. Chicken. <laughs> yeah. And it's out of our budget. Yeah. So we need this. Uh, I also would value you if we do this. And for every bit of money that's raised after the $8 thing i promise you that andrew and i will split it <laughs> i'll send it to the don Knotts memorial museum i'll send it to myself and i'll buy myself some fun things i got it there's this jake delone figure i have to have <laughs> the priorities in life oh there is a don Knotts museum oh where's that marion west virginia that makes sense that makes sense i was going to say west virginia it's open by the way beautiful state i don't know if you've ever been through there it's beautiful along went through there through to get to florida yeah roads are awful but uh uh they really are well they might be better now it's been a long time since i've been through there but the cut but the state itself was stunningly beautiful when i was going through there yeah a lot of nice mountains and yeah they're called the mountaineers west virginia yeah it's uh it's in marion county west west virginia yeah mayberry is not too technically far from me where I live. It's, it is down in North Carolina. Well, it's not really Mayberry, but it's what was called Mayberry. And it's open 24 hours a day. The Dunnoss Museum? That's what this is saying. It's, like it's like the local gym. You can go there whenever you want. <laughs> you would. <laughs> <laughs> I can see it now. Uh, go to the gym. Where are you going? Uh, go down to the Dunnoss Museum. I'm going to go uh, work out and go see about Don Nuts. <laughs> I'm going to lift a couple hundred pounds and I'm going to go uh, check out what happened with Don Nuts. Johnny's perfect day is it having is. a Jake DeLome jersey going to the Don Nuts Museum while eating a McRib. Yeah, I was about to say, don't throw in the gym there because this is my perfect day and the gym is nowhere involved. <laughs> Johnny is our John, P- uh, our John Panette. He doesn't, yeah. doesn't do ups. He does downs. That's right. That's But I did this very well. <laughs> I still love that. But he's like, I do downs. I'll, I can lay down. I can sit down. You put on some music. I'll boogie down. But I don't yeah. do ups. I don't do ups. Yeah, I can barely sit up. <laughs> My posture is terrible. Uh, but yeah, um, so that's been the Nostalgia Fun House. Yes. Uh, we very much appreciate all you listening. Uh, it, it means a lot to us. We thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So stay tuned. The next episode, I think, is also going to be a real a real uh, humdinger. <laughs> yes. And also, if you 
want to get more more of Johnny and I. Uh, we just started the retroactive sports podcast doing sports history. And we were on crafting and drafting, like we mentioned, where I get my heart broken many, many times. by. And I'm not responsible because uh, they decided to record that at 9 p.m. And we were asked last minute. And I'm almost 40, so 9 p.m. is like 3 a.m. for other people. (laughs) (laughs) I'm beyond loopy by that time. And I'm not responsible for whatever spewed out of my stupid mouth. Uh, so stay tuned for that. I I do need to go back and listen to it just out of sheer curiosity. You see some stuff that I wasn't expecting. I'm sure I do. I think it's mostly you making comments and then me going, "Why can't I pick RoboCop?" <laughs> I think that's, that's the whole episode. That's the perfect show. So go check that out. Crafting and drafting, our buddy, uh, our buddies Brian and Alex do that show. So go check that out. Uh, but uh, for Andrew Lenz, I'm Johnny Townsend. Uh, this has been the Nostalgia Factor. Andy! Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. Good night.